0: Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Well, it is so good to be together and um, to be together at the start of the year. And um, I'm sure like many, I've I've been seeking God as to what his heart is for me and for us this year. As always, a new year is pregnant with possibilities. It's like a gift waiting to be unwrapped like a blank page waiting to be filled with stories. I love that line we sang, this is my story. We all have a story. And last year we began with a really clear focus on the unchangeable person and his unshakable kingdom and his unstoppable mission. And last week when we, when we met in person for the first time this year we very deliberately ensured that our gaze The focus of our attention, our eyes were fixed on him, the unchangeable person, Jesus, whom we've been worshipping this morning. And today, without diverting our gaze in any way, I'd like us to bring into view the focus of his gaze, which is his bride, his body his people, his church. Because something is stirring. It's like um, there is a divine setup. There is an alignment, a great convergence of circumstances and opportunities in the world, in, 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 in our nation, in our region. And I begin this year convinced that this year This church, in this place, is destined to have our greatest impact and influence, to be enlarged and to be expanded, and I believe we must be found ready and willing to lay hold, as Paul would say, to lay hold of all of that for which Jesus has laid hold of us. Jesus has his hands on us. Jesus has his grip on us. Yeah. Jesus has his arms around us and has embraced us and laid hold of us because he has a purpose for us. Yes, he does. And so at the start of this year, I'd like to open the word together in Matthew's gospel and to read five passages. The first one, then we'll say something, then, then four more. Five short passages that describe the church and describe the outworking of this plan and this purpose. So I'm reading, um, first of all, a very, very familiar section, a very important passage in Matthew 16, verses 15 to 19. These are all from the NIV. They're all on the screen. Gone NIV this morning. Yep. New Year. I'll be back to the Holman next week, don't you worry. But what about you, he asked. This is is like one of the most important questions we could ever answer. What about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by by flesh and blood but by my Father in heaven. Jesus is so thrilled that, that Peter has received a revelation from God that Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah, that's right. After two or so years of, of observing and listening and wondering and watching Jesus, uh, Peter says, you're the Christ. Yeah. You're the Messiah. Yeah. And, and Jesus says, I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock... I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Let's just stop there and say this. At the start of the year, as we bring into into our gaze the object of his gaze, Jesus is building his church. He's saving people. Hallelujah. There's people in this room who've been saved during the pandemic. And he's transferring people from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his son. He's joining us. And now he's interceding for us. He's raising ministries to equip us. He's sending angels to assist us. He's distributing gifts of the Spirit to empower us. Jesus has laid down his life and destroyed sin and death and is now seated at the Father's right hand and is now building his church. And this church is described in Ephesians as God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece, his best ever creation. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the things God has created, the church is his masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. And this church is, is incomparable, incomparable. I don't know how you say that word, incomparable, incomparable. I said it both ways just in case. <laughs> People from every tribe and nation. Yeah, that's right. It's great to look around the room and see many tribes and nations here. That's Jesus is building his church. Many, every tribe and nation. People born from above, joined together. From multiple, diverse backgrounds. But now our paths have merged. Our lives have become intertwined. Friendships have been formed. Destinies have been forged together. This is God's masterpiece. And it's through the church, Ephesians 3 10 and 11 tells us that through the church God's manifold wisdom will be made known into the heavenly realms it says this is his eternal purpose or some versions say the purpose of the ages I love that phrase the purpose of all the ages past, present and future and all the others under the sea wherever they are, all those other ages. The purpose of all the ages is that through the church, God's wisdom would be made known into the heavenly realms. God's eternal purpose involves Christ and his church. This church is invincible. The gates of Hades, the gates of death will never overcome her. She can never be destroyed. She's indestructible. She's eternal. And she's never more relevant, never more needed than right now. There was n- There's never been a moment that matters more than right now. This moment we're in. And I believe in his church. I really do. This incredible, incomparable, invincible, beautiful masterpiece. I have total confidence in our future. Total confidence in our destiny. I I know the church isn't going away. The church isn't shrinking back. Nothing can overcome His church. Nothing will overpower us. And we cannot treat lightly that which He treats with so much care and commitment. And we cannot be semi detached from that which He is so attached to. Jesus adores His church. And I I hope we do, I, I believe we do too. And all this matters so much right now because this year, this church is positioned and poised to bless, to shape, to transform the societies into which God has intentionally and purposefully placed us. This church, his church. To be salt and light. Kindness and compassion. Hope and healing. To speak up. To speak up and show forth the blessings of living in an unshakable kingdom under the lordship of an unchangeable person who has an unstoppable mission. The church has brilliant news. Just fantastic, brilliant, good news. We have great news which is for everybody, everywhere. And I just want to say at the start, it's a privilege to be part of his church. It's a privilege. All all who lead in any way in the church, what a privilege you have to lead in his church, to help shape and transform and, and mold and equip the people who are here to transform the world. What a privilege. So how do we do this? How will we make the possibilities realities? How will we write those stories? I want us to look at four more instructions or statements that Jesus gives also in Matthew because I believe um, there's a great key in there and the clue there is on the board, on the board. I keep calling it the board, the screen. It's a board behind me. So here's the first, Matthew 28. There's... There is a a key G word in each of these statements. Then Jesus came to them and said... this This is right at the end of Matthew's Gospel. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit... And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. To the very end of the age. Matthew 10. As you go. Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you've received. Freely give. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven or will have been bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. wow. Amazing. And then the fourth passage, Matthew 13, verse 31, 32. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it's the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Four passages. And uh, in the first, we had the word go. In the second, give. In the third, when we gather. And the fourth talked about growth. And I want to suggest that here is a biblical uh, life cycle, a a biblical cycle of life and mission that keeps a church healthy and fruitful. We must go into all the world, or into, into all our worlds. Jean into her world. Greg and Kate into their world. Chris Nelly into their worlds. You into your world. We we, we all have worlds to go into. We must go into all our worlds knowing we've been authorized, knowing we've been sent. And as as we go, we must give freely in word and deed. And as the good news that we share, proclaim and demonstrate, as it bears fruit, we must gather in his name where there's tremendous power and potential. And these gatherings must facilitate, must enable us all to grow as disciples, and to grow numerically and to mature as followers of Jesus. Go, give, gather, grow for simple, powerful ingredients that are always present when a church is thriving and will almost certainly be absent when that's not happening. Go, give, gather, grow, all four, not necessarily in that order, I'm not trying to create a, you know, a production line, but these four ingredients will always be present when a church is thriving. They are both the causes and the characteristics of health, because if we don't go, we become inward-looking, we become consumed with all the smaller stuff. If we don't give, we become stagnant, and there's no outflow, so eventually there's no inflow either. If we don't gather, we become isolated, individual, disconnected, easy prey. And if we don't grow, we just start to diminish in all sorts of ways. These things really matter. Go, give, gather, grow. Perhaps we could just say those words together, okay? Go, give, gather, grow. It's fascinating as you read through the book of Acts because you see these ingredients in all the major, the three major apostolic centers in Jerusalem, then in Antioch, then in Ephesus. We see these ingredients. Perhaps, um, perhaps the most obvious is, is, is the way we read that description of the church in Jerusalem, that they... They would, they, the church began in the marketplace and they immediately start proclaiming the good news and people start hearing that and then, then they're devoted to gathering together and to giving to one another freely and generously and it tells us that um, at the end of that little passage the church was growing every day in number some of those disciples got uh, dispersed and scattered and went up to Antioch and there again they, they're proclaiming the good news about Jesus And it says large numbers turned to Christ. And then Barnabas and Paul saw together gather the church and teach for over a year. And gifts emerge that are sent out to expand the work into other regions and other territories. And then about a decade later, Paul goes to Ephesus. And this is the most most stunning description of awesome growth imaginable. In the space of about ten verses in Acts 19... Have a little look later on. Acts 19. He begins with 12 men who have, the, who have pretty shaky foundations. But he, make, he gets them baptized, he lays hands on them, they're filled with the Spirit. And, and by the end of, of, of 10 or 11 verses later, it says, the whole of Asia had heard the good news. Hello! From 12 people. Later on, we read that Paul says he he spent a year there doing that, and then clearly spent another couple of years there, and it says he taught publicly and from house to house. He gathered the church, he taught them, he proclaimed. there 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 were two types of miracle going on, ordinary ones and extraordinary ones. And at the end of that period of time, the whole of Asia had heard the gospel. This is the church Jesus is building it's a church laying hold of its great commission and going and giving and making disciples and gathering and growing and going and giving and making disciples and gathering and growing yeah. go give gather grow so my appeal to us this year the the challenge i give myself is this year can i can we should i should we will i will we Ensure these things dominate this church this year. Going, giving, gathering, and growing. And I trust the answer is yes and amen. And so I want to say let's go, let's give, let's gather, and let's grow this year into all that God has for us. Let's go, first of all. Let's go. Because going seems to be the first thing, the first of these fundamental things. Jesus, you've heard this before, Jesus didn't tell the world to come to church. He told the church to go into the world. We are a sent people. I was reading in, in, a, in a daily devotional um, yesterday or the day before, a little passage based on those verses in Isaiah 6. Do you remember where... Where Isaiah overhears a conversation in the Godhead in which God is saying, who shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord. Send me. What a wonderful response. It's not even clear that God is asking Isaiah. He's just making this comment. But Isaiah stands forward and says, yes, I'm here, Lord. Send me. I'm willing to go. And I want to say, church, this year, let us pick up that baton. Take up our great commission. Let us see that the harvest is here and now. Let's stop waiting to be more equipped, to have more things we think we need. And let's know we're ready. Let's recognize we are all missionaries. We all have our own mission fields. We've all got good news. We all have a story. We're all in a story. We all have a story. And let's move out Confidently from this brilliant church base, this brilliant base church, this fantastic people that we're part of, let's move out confidently and share our good news boldly, freely. Let's all of us be pastors, be shepherds to our neighbors, be carers, be counselors, be first responders on our streets. Let's make our life groups beacons of hope in our many localities. Let's let our groups become like the old chapels in all the villages where people could go and meet with the Lord. Let's make our life groups like that, places of hope. Let's see some of our life groups become so fruitful in their localities that we can commission them to begin functioning as house churches where they are. Let's be mobile. Let's be responsive when God says go. Let's see people move into new positions to enable us to reach new places and plant new works there. Let's see many who are willing to travel and support those things as we do them. Let's not miss the moment. Let's not be absent from the adventure. Let's not settle for less than he's got planned for our lives. And let's not play it safe when God has completed the risk assessment and he says, you're good to go. I believe the most fulfilled people amongst us this year have a look around the room. Have a good look. Have a good stare I'll make you sing to one another in a minute. No, I won't. No. The most fulfilled people amongst us this year will be those who take up the call to go. And I hope the resolve of all of us will be count me in. Count me in. I want us to go and and, and go on loads of brilliant, exciting. Really fruitful, world-changing mission trips together in 2022. Let's go. Amen. Amen. Count me in. No, you have to say. You have to say, count me in. Okay, Okay. count me in. That's it. Count me in. All right. Going to get you to say that again in a minute. And as we go, Jesus said, "As you go, give freely." That was in Matthew 10. As you go, proclaim this message: the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have. We, must, we probably shouldn't skip over these words, should we? As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you've received. Freely give. As you go, giving is fundamental. Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. How about that? There's more blessing in giving than in receiving. And the Jerusalem church, it says it grew every day. And there's a lovely description in the next chapter, Acts chapter 3, and it says on one of those days, on one such day, the way I read it, the church grew every day. On one such day, Peter and John are going to the temple courts and we know the story, they meet the man lame from birth and and Peter brings out this brilliant statement, what I have, I give you. That has to be our attitude this year, church. What we have, we freely give away. What we have, we freely give away. The kingdom of heaven has come near to us. We enjoy this unshakable kingdom we live in. We must freely give away the blessings we enjoy expressing the goodness of God, letting the world know he's good, he's kind, he's abundant, that God so loves the world that he gives. I hope we can expand and enlarge the way we serve our communities with our various acts of mercy and compassion. We can keep feeding the homeless in Leicester. We can keep supporting families, mums and dads, single parents. We can provide safe, spaces. We can be aware of those with special needs that are faced by many families. We can open our doors to them. And and on Wednesday night, in our church meeting, you're going to hear much more about some of the very specific things we have planned and going on this year. Let's give. Let's continue to be generous with our finances. We're such a generous people so that we always have enough to meet all the needs of those within and to sow beyond ourselves and help many outside the church at this time. Let's get our people into places of influence in serving local communities, joining in the many brilliant projects and initiatives that already exist, that we don't have to recreate, but we can join in, we can serve, we can give ourselves kingdom men and women serving in the many things that happen In our communities, bringing our godly influence into those things, I believe the most fulfilled amongst us this year—hands up if you would like that to be you—one of the most fulfilled amongst. I'm not even looking, but the most fulfilled. I hope all the hands are up. I want to be one. I want to be. I want to be one of the most fulfilled amongst us this year, amongst a big company of others. Will be those who give freely out of our abundance. Give our time and our talents and our treasures. And I hope the resolve of all of us this year is count me in. Yes, amen. Count me in to a lifestyle this year of giving freely. Of moving, of, of, of living in, in the blessing of a, of a whole different kind of kingdom. Where it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yes. Count me in, Lord. Let's, let's live in the blessing of giving generously. And having an eternal influence far beyond ourselves. Let's go, let's give, and let's gather. Jesus says this, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. And I tell you that if two or three of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. When we gather together, we are the gateway to heaven. We come into a dimension and a realm where angels are involved, where God speaks promises over his people, where our perspectives are changed, and I hope we will make it our priority. So good, it's so good to be together, isn't it? And to see one another. And as I say at the beginning, one lady walked in. She said, "We've not been for two years, but we've heard there's lots of new people here, so we've come to see." It's great to have you with us. Jesus is with us. Anything is possible. Let's let's meet every time we meet. Be it in our life groups, be it in our. Congregations, being it as being as we invite people round, or we meet in coffee shops, let's meet believing Jesus is with us because there's at least two of us here. Three if you count the Holy Spirit, which you should. There's always a trinity of people present, and therefore anything is possible. Anything is possible. Let's be let's meet anticipating his presence, ready to move in gift ready to share the word, to share what's blessed us this week, to pray, to worship, to be a blessing. Let's honor Jesus by honoring his church. Let's gather to pray as we do this year, and we'll, we'll explain some of this on Wednesday night, knowing that it changes things. Let's open the do- doors of our homes and be hospitable and drop in on one another like the old-fashioned days. Do you remember that when we just used to drop in? Now you just send a little message. But, but we used to drop in on one another, it was great. We'll do more of that this year. Let's gather together for our fantastic, after a gap of three years, Momentum 22. The bank holiday weekend, end of April, beginning of May, 29th, 30th, and 1st of May is Momentum 22. Hallelujah. I believe the most fulfilled amongst us this year will be those who make gathering a priority and I hope the resolve of all of us I'm guessing it is because we're here is count me in yeah yeah, Yeah? count me in to the gatherings of God's people let's make this the year where we make the most of every opportunity to gather and to be together there's no substitutes for what happens when we're when we're together in his presence and fourthly as a result of those things Let's grow this year. Yeah. The parable was of a mustard seed that although it's the smallest seed, it, it becomes the, the largest tree. Growing is, is so fundamental and it's not as hard as it may seem because honestly, when we go, when we give, when we gather, we will grow. Yeah, right. And that seems to be what that passage in Acts 2 is telling us that the church did all these things. And as a consequence of that, it grew every day. Yeah. A bit later in the book of Acts, in Acts 16, it tells us again, the church was growing daily in numbers. So this might seem way, off, way out of your zone. But for me, the biblical norm is that we grow every day. Yeah. Daily addition. Yeah. We're a long way off that. Yeah. But I believe, we, I believe we'll get there. Yeah. I believe we'll see that. Yeah. We've, we've often had phases where we've seen people added every week and, and that, so be it, that should be the case. But let's, let's believe God for seeing people added to his body every single day. Can you believe for that? Yeah? You know, there was a period a few years ago we had Anna with us for about a week and then during that time we, we, we had about 13 or 14 people receive Christ in a week. And... Um, Just prior to this, we'd spent some time with a group of leaders saying, "We talk about daily edition, but what would it actually mean?" (laughs) It would mean we'd have to, because we believe in small groups. It would mean we'd need a new group every one or two weeks for the seven to fourteen people that were joining. So we got to think all the practicalities: what, what it meant for kids' work, what it would mean for the car park what it would mean for the gatherings, how many times we need to meet on a Sunday. We actually started to get practical about it. There's no point having a, an aspiration if you've not thought through some of the practicalities. Yeah, right. A couple of months later, Arna came. 14 people, saved in a week. He was so thrilled, he went back to Norway. And a week later, he came back. Yeah. We had another 10 days. And at the end of that month, it was June, I can't remember which year, we had 60 decisions for Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Two a day. Yeah, that's true. We've yeah. seen it once. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Why shouldn't 2022 be the year in which we see it again? Yeah. That we grow yeah, amen. and we're ready and our arms are open yeah. and our places are ready and our homes are ready and our groups are ready and you're ready to step up and lead a new group. Yeah. Yeah. Let's grow. Let's keep our daily devotional appointments with the Lord this year. Let's be committed to personal growth, to being discipled, being being matured. Let's have good reading plans. Let's commit to regular fasting. Let's get stronger in the Word. Let's make use of the brilliant resources that have been put together for us. LRC Grow, it's fantastic. Download the resources that are available to help us grow. Let's be a church growing in maturity. Let's become more and more like him, filled to the measure of his fullness. Let's expect to see leaders and ministries emerging from amongst us. Especially those able and equipped to lead new churches. Let's make our new, and you'll hear more about this on Wednesday, Leadership Forum, which will be happening on Saturday mornings every couple of months. Let's make it a brilliant tool in God's hands for raising up many, many people into their gifts and callings, our leadership forum. Let's grow our influence in the UK as other churches are planted or adopted or come into our sphere of influence and get stronger. And let's grow our impact overseas, rejoicing in all that God is doing in Kenya. Every time, every time William calls me, there's another congregation I think we're up to about 12 now. And this year's last year, has been a brilliant year for them because although we couldn't visit, Chris and Roger Aubrey did a monthly Bible academy with them, so we've been able to train and impart to the leaders. It's been fantastic. We rejoice in what God's doing in Kenya. And we pray for wisdom. Please pray for me, wisdom, as other doors open, that we would see fruit in Europe that we would expect that our gospel will travel far and wide, and as Louise Warren's Christmas card said to me this year, as Louise gone out, "Let's build some more beautiful churches this year." Amen. Count me in. Count me in. Let's grow this year. These days are, honestly believe, far more significant than we realize. There's a vacuum. There's space to be filled. There's a, if I could phrase this, there's a narrative that has to be told in our nation. Yes. Space, the space has got to be filled. If this, these are moments that really matter, the world is shaken, and waiting, and hoping, and this is a big year for the church. And it's a really big year for our church, for us. And in all that's about to unfold, for all we are about to receive, for which we are truly thankful, for all that's about to unfold, let's go. Yes. Let's give. Let's gather. Yes. And let's grow. Amen. And I hope your resolve yes. is Count me in. It's not just a tagline. I hope your resolve. As the year unfolds, as the opportunities arrive, as the needs arise, I hope your response all at each occasion is Count me in. Count me in. Count me in. Here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord. I'm ready to attend. I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to give. I'm ready to be part of the gatherings. Lord, here I am to go. Lord, here I am to take care of my own devotional life so I, so I do all I can do to help myself grow. Count me in, Lord. Yes, amen. 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 Lord, thank you. We start the year ready for great things to happen amongst us and through us. But I pray that whatever you want to say to us today, will echo loud and clear in our ears. We want to be men and women, boys and girls, who go, who give, who gather, and who grow. And I pray, Lord, as we commit our year to you, that you will attend to your purpose amongst us, you will indeed send angels to assist us. Amen. You will distribute liberally gifts amongst us. Amen. Lord, we will be men and women who are constantly popping up and saying, Count me in. Yes, Lord. Who are ready and willing, volunteering. Who don't count our own lives, Lord, but we count ourselves in to your purpose. Yes, Lord. Thank you that it's through your church. You're displaying your manifold wisdom to the powers and authorities in the heavenly realms. And we say, Lord, count me in, count me in, count me in. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.